All right, podcast here. You're listening, right? It's Howard Stern here. And I got to tell you, I mean, Robin, I'm not really into podcasts. Well, that's like all those people who used to be on cable access. Yeah. They thought they were They were on TV. <laughs> they would pay a company to put my TV. Hey, look, I'm on TV. No, you're not on TV. I mean, yeah, you're on TV, but nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> but Trenton Waves, it's not a podcast. This is a freaking experience. Frank and Christina Sasso are the best. The best thing since Transcendental Meditation. <laughs> the good people of Trenton deserve way better representation. Four members of the council are breaking the law. That's our daily situation. We don't need these people at the top who are only out for themselves. If the people of Trenton won't act now, our town will be a living hell. Let's focus only on the positives here at Trenton Waves. Can we ask you all to describe your dream city today? My dream Trenton would be without Kathy McBride and Robin Vaughn. Without Santiago Rodriguez and Sonia Wilkins, that's for sure. We won't let them ever defeat us. Your Trenton Waves with Frank and Christina. It's the official, unofficial podcast of the city of Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. With your host, Frank Ferocious Sasso. Trenton still makes and the world still takes. And Christina Firestarter Sasso. Trenton is Mayberry with attitude. Hang tight, because we're going to meet the lifeblood behind the culture, food, arts, music, pork roll, punk rock, hair, books, education, talent, events, of Trenton, New Jersey. Here's Frank and Christina. Ooh. We're coming down we to the coming, wire. We really are coming down to the wire. This is uh, um, getting this is excited. It's exciting. It's also a little unnerving. And I'll tell you why. Seriously. All right. Tell me why. Because I'm like, I'm running into candidates now when I'm out on the street. Wow. And they just start talking to me. That's good. Well, it's cool. It's good that they're talking. It's good that they're talking. Yes. It's definitely good that they're talking. Because even if they don't get elected, right. whoever these people are, mm-hmm. They should just keep talking, and they should keep staying involved, and they shouldn't get a pout on. Mm. Well, they shouldn't take a, a, the position of, well, I didn't win, and now I'm, I'm going to pout and stay in the corner. Right. Well, You could still do some amazing things, you right? You could, absolutely. I don't want to get negative. Okay, good. I just, I just want to say anything. Let's not. I was going to go down a whole other road. No. All right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Let's keep it positive. I'm excited because yes. I see a very bright future. Really? I do. Good for you. No, seriously. No, what? Meaning, <laughs> that sounded what? Really, not good for you. I, uh, excuse me. That sounded really na- first nasty. Of all, first of all, madam. I haven't even formally introduced you yet. <laughs> like, 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 like people don't know who's with us. What is it? What's the future you say? I see a new city council, maybe one or two faces, new faces, older faces, not old. What? What's happening here? <laughs> New faces. Not old, meaning they're old. Not old faces. <laughs> like old. Like physically old faces. Right. I think we have, we have enough of those people in Trenton. What, what I'm saying is and maybe some of them are like in their 30s. new blood. That's what I should say. Right. New blood is revitalizing. Even if some people are still on council, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to get a jolt of newness. And yeah. I think it's going to propel us forward. Things can change like that. They could. I have. just snap my I, fingers. 
I, it didn't I make heard any, you and I know, uh, Oh, you heard me. I wasn't sure. It yeah. didn't really make much yeah, noise. No, you spiked. You definitely, yeah, yeah. Okay, now stop doing that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things can change in a, in a blink of an eye, Instantly. in a snap absolutely. of a finger. Absolutely. So You're absolutely I'm right. excited to see some exciting things. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So at the Music Conservatory mm-hmm. on East State Street, 540 East State Street, those two lovely ladies over there, Evangeline and Jackie, have been doing an amazing job mm-hmm. trying to educate Trentonians yes. about the candidates, what they're running for, what ward they're in, mm-hmm. what their responsibilities are, what the responsibilities of the mayor is. They've got a whole audio visual thing going on over there. They did all the legwork. So if you're having problems finding out what the candidates are standing for and so on, they did the legwork for you, and they're there to share the information with you. They really did a great job. They really did. They really, really did they a great really job. Did. So I see so. what you're seeing promoting the event. Yeah. Y- yes. You should Please go check it out. Please check it out. We were there today, and it's wonderful. They, they have snacks, too. And let me tell you, thank <laughs> God for that, because the candidate that's here with us today was reminded yes. about the show, and yes. he's like, oh, I gotta get on that show! We would have missed out. Because yeah, today's the deadline. I know. November 1st, sorry, people. And I'm so glad that we got to meet. Yes, so absolutely. So happy that we got to meet. Okay, so before we get into introducing right. who yes. our candidate yes. is, we have okay. to go down the list real quick. Oh, are you gonna read those? Things? Yes, I am. All I'm right. gonna read them again, All right, because we to want to drill it into your freaking heads. A lot of the things that go on in council, a lot of people don't know some of the true hardcore nuggets. I didn't know. That Annette was sharing with us. Yes. The power of the clerk. Yes. How much power the clerk actually has. Yes. The fact that we have zero-based budgeting. Yes. The fact that all spending has to go through council. Yes. All meetings should be taking place at City Hall. Developer not at meetings. Not some, like, bar with a developer. No. No, at no, City no, Hall. no, under the table deals. Right. Mm-hmm. Council members, they should be familiar, at least familiar, with public contract law. Correct. At least familiar with that. Yes. Executive sessions, you don't do them during a council meeting. Right, very rude. Very rude and mm-hmm. very uh, just unprofessional and just it's not how you do it. Inconsiderate. Also, unbeknownst to many council people, many, many city council people do not know this, you do not have the responsibility <laughs> to fight with the mayor. Right, that's not the council person's right. job. <laughs> Stop fighting with the mayor, you maniacs. <laughs> doesn't, also, mean, doesn't mean you have to agree. No, I say agree. No, I know, but no. fighting is not productive listen you and i we've been married a long time now we've known each other since may of 1986 and we never fight we <laughs> often disagree oh, never. but fighting never. we don't fight. Fight. When he puts you in the <laughs> yeah right we never fight and so be like us new city council <laughs> compromise fight with the mayor just, just compromise discuss. discuss some things also, council, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this is the best practice. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your opinion is. Council should meet every single Tuesday and every other Thursday, period. That's I it. I love that. That's yes. it. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. lastly, mm-hmm. we learned from our dear election correspondent that people have the right to directly introduce an ordinance without action by council. Wow. Like they need like ten percent of registered voters who we want to have session. power. Yeah, we do. Remember, your council people are your representatives. Yes, they're amen not, to that. They're not your bullies and they're not your bosses. Right. They represent you. They're your servants. They're they your are servants. public servants. Yes, right. they're public That's servants. That's where it comes from. They serve the public. Well, what's the okay. new nugget? I can't wait. Well, the new nugget is coming at you in a, about another minute. We have with us yes. our election correspondent. <laughs> The badass former West Ward Councilwoman of the City of Trent, New Jersey, Miss Annette Latigue. Hello, Annette. Hi, Christina. Hi, Annette. How are you? Good. You look lovely today. Thank you, and so do you. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Same here. 
Who's what chewing? Are what are you eating? I'm Frank, eating a goldfish from the music conservatory. We can totally hear you chomping. Yes. Did you hear me? Did you, hear, did you seriously hear me chewing? Yes. <laughs> we heard you pick it up and chomp and everything else. <laughs> Inappropriate. All right. So here's the thing. We need another nugget because after this, Annette, we got one more show together, and that's, that's it. it. Wow. One more show. We did a lot for of this a lot of candidate segment. Trip. For this yeah, segment. Well, for this, yes. Podcastia. But maybe there's more coming. I'm glad you waited till the second to last show to get the name of the listeners right. <laughs> All right. All right. What is the nugget? What is the nugget today? Podcastia. It's important to know that it is not the responsibility of the city council to run the day-to-day business of the city. That belongs to the mayor. And although the council does have advice and consent on the administration in a strong mayor, professional admin type government, which is what we have, the mayor's responsibility to appoint his staff belongs to him with your advice and consent. And council should respect that and then hold him accountable or her accountable to the selection. Mm. It's not the role of the council to vet, investigate, or do anything else. You have advice and consent. Look at the information put before you. If you have questions, ask. But that role belongs to the mayor. And I think sometimes, for the record, many folks confuse advice and consent with control. Mm. Okay. Completely Mm -hmm. different. Did you notice a lot of that when you were a councilwoman? No, fortunately, I had the opportunity to serve with people who were much more politically astute than I was. Yeah, I got to say, you actually did. Mm -hmm. As much as I didn't agree with some of them, but they were actually... They they were were politically astute, Mm -hmm. and they understood. And there was never a time where we were in perfect harmony. Mm -hmm. However, a reporter challenged us to make a turkey sandwich because he was sometimes privy to what happened in the back room. Ah. In the back room, meaning when we had sessions, mm-hmm. council would not always agree. Like the one that I went to, that private. No, one. you never went to a private session. We so already, we already, we've already, that. we've already talked about this. Right, you've confused that mm-hmm. with being in an open meeting. When you're in a private session without the public there, even Frank, um, <laughs> you, you would have your disagreements. That's where you air oh, your disagreements, and that's right. where you air them. <laughs> And the opportunity, and I like the fact that he went back to some of the nuggets, the opportunity to meet every Tuesday and every second and third, every first and third Thursday or second and fourth, whatever you choose, gives you the opportunity to get the information that you need Mm -hmm. to make an informed decision. When your meetings are limited, so is the distribution of factual information. Right. So you can be handed an email. But coming to understand what it means will mm-hmm. sometimes require dialogue. Right. And that's why those meetings are so valuable. But mm-hmm. it is the mayor's job mm-hmm. to handle the day-to-day business of the city. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. That's you another know, good one. You make me laugh a lot, but sometimes you really <sighs> just get me and I just can't control it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't leap across he's, the table. He's, he's talking to Christina right <laughs> now. Why is your hand in my face? Because I don't want you to get out of your chair. Wait, they're going to come over and try and kiss you? Yes, don't. I don't have to try. <laughs> I'll why, do it, Dan. Why am I here? <laughs> These folks why don't want to hear Oh, right, right. We're doing a show. Yes, we're right. doing a show. Okay, so right. let's get back to okay, the here we go. job at hand here. Here we go. 
We are sitting here with the North Ward Council candidate, Mr. Divine Allah. Hello, Divine. How you doing? I'm doing good. You feeling good? Feeling amazing. Amazing. I'm doing fantastic. Amazing. Phenomenal. I'm doing wonderful. Okay. You have 10 minutes on the clock of uninterruption from us. You have it all to yourself. You can use up to 10 minutes, but you can't go over 10 minutes. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. Your time starts now. First, I want to say uh, thank you for the opportunity. Another blessed day. Just made it to another stage of development in my life here. Just made it to 50 years young. The youngest candidate running for the North Ward. Part of our mantra is when I become council, you become council. So everyone in the North Ward, I welcome to the table. I welcome to those city council chambers because we have to do this together. We cannot go into office thinking that we have all the answers. I surely don't have all the answers. I'm looking for the wisdom from my elders, wisdom from those who came before me, and the wisdom of those who simply know the way. All of the council members, as far as I know, besides the East Ward, will be coming in fresh, and we're going to need some guidance. We're going to need some tutelage. We're going to need a lot to attempt to govern and get this city back to where it needs to be so we can all thrive. As a lifelong resident of the city of Trenton right here in the North Ward, I know and I understand what has been missing and what is needed in this part of town, the North Ward. With the support of the people, the wisdom, and most importantly, their vote, we can usher in what I call a different type of leadership, healthy, professional, ready for the people leadership. I have a ready on day one action plan and platform that speaks directly to the issues. I will fearlessly step to and step in where others have simply failed in the area of quality of life, public safety, elder and senior care, business and economic development, youth development and recreation. In some way, those terms, those lines are thrown out there a lot. I believe every candidate has something that speaks to those five points on all of their material. I'm seeing it all over the place. But what I don't want to do is get locked into thinking that a city council representative is going to help someone fix everything about their individual quality of life. City council does not work like that. City council cannot and does not fix everything about public safety, even when it comes to elder and senior care, even though I might have a particular care about elders and seniors. It is not the duty of a senior city council person to step to every issue that comes up in the life of our elders and our seniors, though I might have that as a community activist. That's a whole different job, but I do bring that to the table. I look to partner with local businesses in the North Ward to adopt blocks where seniors are located and work with residents to keep the spaces of these businesses garbage free and hold property owners and absentee landlords accountable for allowing properties to become derelict. This area of my platform will directly address the need to do a better job at keeping public areas well lit in the evening hours and comfortable for basic everyday enjoyment. I also have experience in the functional aging, functional movement, exercise and wellness arena. And that will be directed at elder and senior care in the North Ward. One thing people forget is, along with school-age children and youth, seniors in our community are the most vulnerable. I will strive to offer personalized services that keep our seniors moving, smiling, and vibrant right where they live and frequently gather. Senior centers will be extensions of my council office. They will be recognized as safe zones and receive special attention by law enforcement and fellow council members. I look forward to being an ambassador of public safety. 
I come from a time where most of my generation was caught up in some of the beefs that still go on with our young brothers and sisters now, North Trenton versus Wilbur section, East Trenton versus West Trenton. I was caught up into that. I was a problem at one time in the city of Trenton. So now I'm looking to be an ambassador of change and a beacon of hope for some of these young brothers to say, hey, man, if he can do it, I know I can do it. I can redirect my energy, redirect my attitude and strive to be a point of hope for some of these brothers coming behind them. Again, being an ambassador of public safety and an interrupter of conflicts that lead to senseless violence in the ward, whether domestic or in the street, I will establish a 24-hour de-escalation hotline and a resource engagement center. We call those rec centers. An idea that I received in my travels in Newark, New Jersey area, where they have rec centers in all of their wards, their five wards. And they allow young brothers and sisters who have been caught up in some type of situation with the police, whether it's street violence or getting out of jail, some type of probation. These resource centers allow these brothers to get back on track. Some of these young brothers and sisters end up running these resource centers. You go to a place, you're looking for ID when you get out of jail. You're looking for some other resources, housing. These places exist right where they live at and they run these places in. They offer a better sense of purpose for young brothers trying to get out of that life style that is prevalent right here in the city of Trenton. That's one thing that I'm really going to push for in the North Ward Resource Engagement Centers, where residents can consistently interact with potential employers, mental health services, transportation services, and a culturally enhanced and unbiased law enforcement department. I will promote community policing and civilian review board policies to address police abuse and misconduct, and I work to ensure mental health professionals on each shift, something that I know a lot of our people are concerned with when it comes to policing in the inner city like Trenton, New Jersey. A lot of the police, when they approach scenes, I've been on some scenes with the police and they come with a lot of aggression. We need to definitely change that and reapproach how we deal with situations that go on in a domestic situation, situations that happen in the street. Everything doesn't need aggression from our law enforcement. And business and economic development in the ward will be a community-minded approach where local models for street vending Something that I've been talking about for years because other cities, inner city areas have models where young entrepreneurs can set up their tables, set up small areas that the city can provide to sell products so they don't have to get caught up in some of the unhealthy lifestyles that do exist in a city like Trenton because unemployment is at an all time high and our young brothers are looking for work. Some of them have created jobs for themselves, but they run into situations where they're out trying to sell their wear, sell their T-shirts. They're being harassed by local police. So we need to change that. And I know city council has types of policies that can alleviate the issue so a young man can feel good about working in and around his peers. I will also advocate for youth development and recreation with the major focus on the creation of support and safe spaces for children and youth beyond after school hours. Community incubators, like this one we're in here, will be established for youth entrepreneurs to connect with employers, business career influencers, and positive youth recreation and edutainment with social events and an enriching environment will be given special attention in the North Ward. That's part of my platform. It may seem like a lot, but I know it can be tied into some of the duties that city council has to deal with behind those council chambers. And I'm looking forward to be that person come after November the 8th. Like I said, when I become council, you become council. I'm quite sure I have what's needed, and I'm quite sure that the professionalism and the responsibility I'm able to deal with in City Hall.
Very nice. I gotta say, I'm always impressed. I am. Like when they're done talking, I'm like, that sounds great. I know. I think that's what's the beauty of actually meeting people rather than just getting a, a flyer in the mail and you get a sense of the person. Totally. When you meet somebody. Absolutely. Right. All right, Annette, what do you think of this one? <laughs> I am impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to admit that I, I know Divine Allah. Mm. I've had the opportunity to work with him on fitness and really? mindfulness. And it oh, okay. is phenomenal. I'd like to see you expand that a little bit more for us seniors. Yes. I like that. It was very helpful for me. But you said a ton of things. And one of the things that I am most impressed with is mm-hmm. the rec yes. center. Yes. I'm going to tell you why. So many people flood our city from other areas for right. services. Yes. Right. And what happens is it puts a tremendous burden on the city mm-hmm. because other folks in other places don't want to take responsibility for their own. For their own children. So I'd like to see this resource engagement center because that is something that council can put before the administration and work with them to ensure that that happens. That's a biggie for reentry. And whether people accept or reject it, and obviously you accept that reentry is a part of our life. That's right. Mm -hmm. Can't get away from it. Okay. How do you handle conflict? How do you resolve it? And do you have a clear understanding about meeting halfway, even when you disagree? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? I came up in an era where you had to present information, get challenged on it if it was worthy of a challenge. And we can be disagreeable, but not disrespectful. It's real simple. If the object is to push the mission of the city or push the objective forward, me disagreeing should not disallow the objective to be had. That's how I approach any type of disagreement. Absolutely. It's a learning process. And when you've been disrespectful, Mm -hmm. I know I certainly have been, or at least somebody to my left accuses me of such. (laughs) How do you handle it? What do you do after you've been in a situation and it's been tough and you've been disrespectful? Disrespectful or disrespected? Disrespectful and or disrespected. Disrespected. Address both, please. Okay. I strive hard to not be disrespectful. Strive very hard. I know I stand on some shoulders, particularly my mother and my father's. I also know that there are elders out here who wouldn't want to see this young man represent them in a way that is not becoming of what I said. When I become counsel, you become counsel. Because I know Miss Johnson wouldn't be disrespectful at no city council meeting. She'll be loud. She'll be direct. She'll be stern. But she won't be disrespectful. So that's on my mind going into this. It's a learning experience. A lot of it would depend mainly on the actual situation. But again, that old mantra, sticks and stones may break bones, but names never hurt. Are we building? Are we moving the mission of the city forward? Are we speaking to the needs of the people? That's what's important. But we cannot, though. I, you know, this generation or this time that we're living in, this society, we've gotten away from challenging each other in a real way. Not that it has to be so dramatic and hyper-exposed, but we're supposed to sharpen each other's sword. You know, city council members at one time as a kid, I always thought people that worked in that level of city government were lawyers because they would know how to present arguments and disagree and rebuttal, you know, debate teams. I always thought you can only go into that arena of government if you had that in your repertoire. That's something I'm learning even more now to present an argument, even if the other person uh, disagrees with it. My argument is presented. We're not going to fight. Okay, because there will be times on council when you're elected 
mm-hmm. that you will disagree. Yes. There will be a level of misunderstanding sometimes that does not always appear reasonable. And so understanding how to resolve conflict is important. And I like the idea of the engagement that you speak to. Yes. The rebuttal. You don't always have to agree with people, but when you disagree, it doesn't have to be a fight. Yes. Yes. It doesn't. It does not have to be a fight. One thing, though, for the sake of the resonance, because a lot of people, what I hear is, well, why did this individual say no? or didn't go along with it. If the public doesn't get that, I think it does them a disservice because they only get the story that may come from the media or they only get the story that may come from an eighth, ninth, tenth party and it's not clear. So I think the public should be given whatever the rebuttal was and how this person came to the point of saying no, not agreeing. I think the public deserves that. I think that's important. Yes. I think it's important, and that goes a long way with the engagement, the rebuttal, and the dialogue. The dialogue is critical to the success of people, Mr. and Mrs. Public, understanding what's going on. I'm not a go-along person. That's not my personality. (laughs) Yes. I know that. But at least if I'm not going to go along because of some fundamental belief or principle, I can explain that. Yes. And, and that's where we need to be. And so you talked about your day one plan, and I heard a lot of it. But tell me what's your number one baby? What is your number one baby? When you walk in that door and you take your seat after having been sworn in, what's your first initiative? It's a backdrop to it, based on what happened uh, just 24 hours ago. Two times in the last four months, there's been a shooting right where I live at. That's been my lane for a long time, public safety, stopping the violence, getting our young brothers to redirect some of that energy. So I plan to create some type of entity in the North Ward to sit with the police director, whoever that may be, and those officers who patrol the North Ward and come up with some type of plan so we can be clear about what the mission is to get out here and offer a better sense of purpose on these streets for our young brothers. That's number one, because public safety is the undergird of all these other issues we're talking about. Quality of life, elder and senior care, economic development, youth development, recreation. Yeah, I want the youth to have fun, but it has to be safe out here. So most of my push would be in that direction first. Public safety. So building a partnership with the mayor and his police director is going to be critical to your success in this. Yes. One, because I, I still represent a certain element out there, too. I, you know, I'm still young. I still got the energy. Young people look at me like, OK, you represent something that we're involved in. Divine, we're not involved in politics, per se. We're not involved in that other stuff, but we're involved in the street stuff. And you look like we know you can represent something that speaks to us. So that will be number one. I can honestly say I've seen you working when I was working out with you. I saw you working with a lot of folks who would just come up and you would engage them and tell them, come on in, come on in. Right. You know, you don't have to tiptoe into this arena to work with me. I thought that one day I might be able to use that pull up bar, but I never got there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. We'll We'll get there. But you also talked about something else that I found important, and that is your desire to work with the young people. Yes. Because there's a gap. And in bridging that gap, you spoke to some of what you'd like to do. But at another point in time, I'd like to hear a lot more about that. Because it's that gap that creates an issue for us. I remember when I was on council, 
suggesting that we should do something about young men wearing their pants at a certain oh, point. They that. set I me on fire across the country. <laughs> I remember that. And now they want to legislate everything except the blinking of an eye. When had we paid attention then yes. and offered yes. something else different yes. instead of looking at it as being a legislating morality, so to speak, we might have been a lot further along in what's appropriate and what's not. Because it's never going to be appropriate for your pants to be at your thigh leg. That's right. Mm. Never. That's right. There's never going to be a good time for that. But we let that go. Yep. And we let that go because we wanted to push back on an elected official who felt like we ought to engage in this at that time. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Bridge uh, the gap. What you did at that time is similar to what C. Dolores Tucker mm-hmm. and Reverend Calvin Butts, he just passed in um, Buster Soares when hip hop music was promoting a lot of the raunchiness in the music. See, Dolores Tucker came out and she spoke heavy against it. She even brought it all the way to Congress. And again, it was pushback. A lot of the younger people who didn't have that connection to the elders in the community. It was a lot of pushback. And the conversation is now happening again because of what's going on with so-called drill music with our young brothers who are really caught up. You know, they're making a lot of money, but a lot of lives are being lost on the back end. So it does have to be approached. But what can ha- what needs to happen is, again... I think the young people push back because they don't see the elder involved in the elements that give them the ideas to speak what they're speaking, wear what they're wearing. They don't see that the elders have kind of like left that world. But this is where I come in at. And I'm definitely a person that can repair that breach. So I'm right there. There you go. And bridging the gap is important. And see, a lot of people miss this because they don't understand the impact. Yes. That the first slide gives and then the second slide. Yes, yes. And we don't want to say anything because we don't want to offend. Well, of course, I don't want to offend. Right. But I do want folks to have an equitable and fair opportunity. And in that, it requires that they be prepared to do that. Yes. Bridge the gap. I like that. Why are you running? Because I'm authentic. It's that simple because I'm authentic. And what the city of Trenton needs just from knocking on doors. They're looking for something that they can believe in, a breath of fresh air. Elders are saying, young man, I already know the way you knocked on my door is something about you that's, that's worthy of being in that position. The generation after the elders are saying, man, you're not a sellout divine. You don't even look like a politician. You don't talk like a politician. And we're not even into that politics stuff. But I know that politics controls a lot of what we deal with every day. And I have to stress that to them, even if they're non-voters. I'm authentic enough to offer that explanation to them, and they get it. And the younger people, they need a point of reference. I'm not a big sports fan. Too many of our young people only go in that direction. I need our young people to look at politics as something they can use. It's a piece. It's a much-needed tool to to add to your toolkit while you're trying to navigate. And since you're going to be here... I've been here all of my life, though I've traveled around the country. If I'm going to remain in a city like Trenton and attempt to engage, I have to be a bit more user friendly with the community and a bit more engaged in using these tools that's needed to offer them a better sense of navigation. So I'm just authentic enough. And so when I look at you, I see the diversity that we need with respect to bridging the gap. 
everybody is not always going to look the same or talk the yes. same or walk the same. Yes. But if you can bring something different to the table, and it appears that you can, then that's what we're looking for. Why should Trenton residents vote for you? Because like I said, when I become counsel, you become counsel. A vote for divine Allah is a vote for something that you had on your mind when I was just campaigning. A vote for divine Allah is a vote for realness, is a vote for not divine's voice, but the voices of those who believe that nothing at city council, nothing at city hall is really representative of them. That's why you should vote for me, because you're really voting for yourself. Thank you. Okay, well, that's another candidate for the Trenton Waves candidate episodes on Trenton Waves. And uh, you can visit us at TrentonWaves.com. But for now, in the amazing words of Mr. Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan until Until they they get get punched in the face. Sasso's out. You've been listening to the Trenton Waves podcast. Visit us online at TrentonWaves.com.